Today on the Italian radio show, more news from Marzia in Italy. And guest host Marty Negrelli talks about Italian celebrity chefs while we enjoy Festa Aperitivo number two. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio. I'm your host, Tony Lestella, and I got a great co-host with me today, none other than the one and only Marty Negrelli. Hey, Marty, how you doing? Well, ciao, Tony. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. Fantastic. We are broadcasting to you live today on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. throughout the greater Puget Sound area, where you can pick up us, our signal and stream us on the worldwide Internet by going to our website, WCIR.biz, WCIR.biz, the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio. Click the link at the top of the page. You can stream today's show from anywhere on the planet, or you can listen to any of our past broadcasts of the last five years. If you'd like to join us today uh, during our program, our studio line is 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. And, of course, uh, our lovely uh, other co-host, Marzia Caputo, is in Italy. But she will be uh, connecting with us uh, here very, very soon. I'll be a part of this show uh, as we progress through it. So, Marty, how you doing? Are you you recovered after this year's virtual festa italiana? You know, the thing of it is, the virtual festa was probably the easiest festa I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> I, I can uh, imagine. You're always busy, like, for about two months leading up to festa, getting yeah. all the celebrity chef stuff put together. In fact, uh, I had to admit to Dennis at one point that uh, I was totally out of sync with festa this year because I normally my summer is gauged by, by booking the celebrity chefs and, sure. and, and, and the local chefs and trying to make sure I got, I got, you know, uh, 11 slots filled up and, and, you know, I gauge by how much, uh, you know, working with the sponsors to get ingredients and things. And somebody said, we, we had a, an issue with a, with, um, the mass in Italian. And I was like, well, why don't we just get these other people to do it? And they're like, cause it's this weekend. I was like, Oh yeah, that's I'm, I'm way out of touch with. The <laughs> it, it was, it was crazy. I was also like, Oh yeah, that would have been this weekend. Oh, Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and that, you know, had to totally re realign myself to, to the Festa timeline this year. I, boy, I understand that totally. I know that it was uh, sure. But, but it's like you, you, you the for the grape stop, right? The online bingo. Yeah. The online bingo was a lot of fun. I know that Eric, I hear our engineer uh, was very instrumental in making that happen because he was also our engineer for that program. And that was, seemed like people had a lot of fun and it was at least something to bring the community together. You know what I'm I, saying? I totally agree. I think, I think, you know, Dennis got that idea from, uh, I think he experienced, uh, was it uh, drag bingo in Hawaii or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he brought it to Bingo Italiano and I think it, it you know, worked out great. I know there's a lot of people who enjoyed it as a community event. Um, I, I was there both nights, had a good time. Uh, didn't win anything, unfortunately, but uh, you know, probably just as well since I'm on the board. It probably might have might have seemed a little funny. Board members. <laughs> well, my my right. mother, my mother, my mother actually won uh, some of the uh, cereal sausage. Uh, oh, right on. That right was on. kind of fun, you know, for her. Um, yeah, all right, indeed. so let's get right into today's show, my friend. This is uh, our our Italian news segment, Upezzo di Italia in the Northwest. Uh, again, you know, we have uh, some great stories today. You're new to the first one that we're going to try to get a hold of Marzia uh, in Italy for the next one. So we have a very exciting thing happening here. Tell us about our first news story. So, 
yeah, I mean, uh, I'll just give a little background. Uh, uh, some folks may know Joe Magali, a member of the Italian-American community here. Uh, he was uh, out and about in the Burien area, saw a sign about a building for sale, and uh, thought maybe it was a business interest for himself. But uh, uh, that didn't turn out to be uh, true. But it, it uh, was something that he brought to Jerry Mosher's attention uh, as a potential Italian community center. Jerry reached out to Franco Tessarieri, who reached out to um, myself and Brian DiGiulio and, and uh, Audrey Manzanares and a few others. And uh, we met and we talked about the potential and the fact that uh, the, the price was was below market value. And so we started uh, in earnest to, uh, you know, make a get a campaign together to purchase the property. And we were lucky enough to. Uh, close on it uh friday so oh, that's fantastic so now we yeah. actually have a new piece of property it's going to be the future um italian cultural center here in the area exactly so for those of you that have awareness you know we used to have well, we still have a, an organization called casa italiana italian community hall and that was created based on the sale uh, the proceeds from a sale of a building uh that was an italian community center uh, some time ago, uh, we, you know, the, we, we were unable to keep it. Uh, so we had to sell the property. The money was put into an investment and uh, it's been managed ever since then uh, with the idea, the, the, the charge or the charter, if you will, to actually go out and, and buy a new piece of property and, and get a new community center in place. And people hadn't been able to agree to that for so long. Uh, so, you know, other arrangements were made. There were stipends given to clubs and uh, payments made to different events. Um, to, to sort of promote the Italian community uh, in, in the absence of having a community center. And so uh, Casa Italiana actually is, is a, you know, turned over the principle of their investment uh, towards this effort uh, to, 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 you know, get the initial down payment in place. Uh, well, but that's so it, fantastic. Yeah, down payments so, made. And now that now we're just on the tip of the iceberg, though, we've got a huge capital campaign to mount now. Yeah, I can imagine because we had to get the whole thing designed. And ultimately, ultimately, as I understand, it'll be a place in the future where all the different Italian groups can meet. They're going to have stuff there like uh, kind of like uh, I'm thinking of the one in Vancouver where they may have like a kind of a library or a museum or something there, you know, to talk that bespeaks the Italian heritage in this area, perhaps even the new office for Festi Italiano. Who knows, you know? Yeah, if Dennis will commute that far, I think we'd we'd be happy to have him. Um, you know, but but absolutely, as to your earlier point, absolutely. Uh, the the goal, you know, like Il Punto, um, uh, you know, uh, early on uh, was talking about getting their library down there, the their their free lending library of you know, which are books in Italian or books by Italian authors, both uh, you know either in English or in Italian. Um, and then uh, one of the other things that that we're committed to is is language lessons uh, and possibly you know providing office space to the honorary council the Elizabetta is the uh, you know the Italian council here, um, and and yeah it, it's it's the one of the differentiators that that needs to be called here is the idea it's going to be a cultural center not not just a meeting hall but there would be a library there would be historical photos and other memorabilia from the Italian and Italian American history in this area you know we you know. That's uh, every, really fantastic. Every, yeah, I mean, everyone's seen that that photo of Joe Desimone, uh, you know, with his uh, his wagon. Uh, but you know, imagine not just seeing that at Festa, but having a place to go see that all year round. That's really neat. That's really fantastic. You know, I think we have Marcia uh, calling in here and joining us from Italy. You have Marcia there, Eric. Hi, Tony. So, morning news. How you doing? How's Italy? 
Oh, it's good. It's good. It's getting chilly, though. A little bit windy, rain, bad thunderstorms. So oh, my. Oh, it's getting my. confused. Well, it's normal. Now, you are gone, up, so. up in northern Italy. Tell us where you're at. Right. We are on where I am right now. Vicenza is a Veneto region. It's Vicenza. right half an hour from Venice and Verona. I'm really oh, okay. close to that. So, really Very warm, good. Very good. All right. Beautiful so, uh, what what news story do you have for us today from your your region there in Italy? Okay. So, like I say, all the difficulty I find to come over here, I want to make sure to give a lot of information to people what to do. That's my idea of this news. Okay. So I find about how to get a coronavirus test in Italy when you arrive, how much it's going to cost you, so you have an idea, you know, what to do. Because I learned really slowly when I was here, a lot of gotcha. things, a lot of mistakes. So I hope you, I can help you guys. When you got to Italy, the first thing you, they had to do is to test you, right? Right. No, everyone. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. It's um, the only people you're going to find in the airport to do tests. And the one, uh, if you're coming from Spain, from Greece or Croatia, Russia, I say yeah, Malta, yeah, yeah. that's the only place they have in the airport when you arrive and you have to do right away the test they offer for you. But if you come from the States, they're not going to do that. So there's right? no test so if you come from America, okay? No, right. because right away when you come from the States, they ask you to be in quarantine. But oh. before you do that, if you want to check for yourself, I would recommend when you arrive in Italy, you have 48 hours to make sure that you arrive and you call the healthcare facility, all right? Make all sure right, so call. now if you, so if you come from the United States, what, what, what happens? You get there, you don't have to do a test, you, so what do you do? No. But they recommend you, you have a lot of form to do in a plane. They recommend you that you give a place where to stay to isolate yourself. Okay? okay. Because you have 40, 48 hours to call the health facility. And they tell you what to do. Okay? All right. That's all. all. Right. You have to call. And then after that, you wait a couple of days. I recommend, and they ask you too probably, you know, every region is different. Now, yeah. If you go in a... Down south could be different rules. So that's why you always call the healthcare facilities to make so sure you call the health, check with you them. Have health department basically in the area where you're staying because the rules it's are the different. Hospital. But the bottom right. line is when you get to Italy, it doesn't matter if you take a test, you don't take a test, doesn't matter. If you just took a test before leaving America, when you get to Italy, right. if you come from the United States, they automatically quarantine you for two weeks, right? Okay, so check your local health authority website and detail uh, detail rules where you are. If you have a problem, ask a doctor, all right? Number one, the first one you can do like a test, it's the one, the main one, the one is big one. It's not 100% accurate, but it's the one more uh, uh, closer to get the right answer. It's the gotcha. one we call okay. it tampone, okay? Tampone, right. then one it's um, uh, the swap. You know, the swab they take the it from swab, your, no, your mouth, nose, right, it, gotcha. yeah. mouth or nose, depending where you go, they decide what to do. And with that, they can see if you having this coming, the, the, the coronavirus. I mean, that is the one. And this one, it will cost you between 60 to 90 euro. Mamma okay? mia, okay, all right. I know, for one time. And yeah. they take you like, uh, what do they say? They will take you one or two days to give you the answer of this, all right? All right? Um, the second one is called antigen test. And the, this one is tampone rapido. It means fast swap, right? Right. Again, right. 
is conducted via nasal, it detects the swab, and simple is uh, the test for protein that they are found on the surface of the virus. Got so that's what they can see right okay. away. Right. And this was really fast. You get results within an hour. Again, it's always better the other one. Okay, that is right. Because this one's not as accurate. Well, no okay. 100%. All right. Exactly. Very good. And this will cost you from between 15 to 30 euro, even 50, 50 euro. You can find some place. So this is okay? less expensive. Right. Yeah. Now, um, the next one is called um, antibodies test. And this is the one I did it, the test sero serological. It's via blood. They do it like a blood, they take a serum, it's they analyze for antibodies that indicate you have or had an immune system. So, gotcha. so it's a blood test, basically, what you're saying. Yeah. They can see if you had it. That's the thing, if you had it. Like so I if say, you had it, do they consider way, you to be immune then or not or what? No, you, it's, it's like a flu. You're not going to be immune. You yeah, can always yeah, okay. catch it. That's what they're talking about. That too. So, uh, but if you result positive on this one, that's what ask you to follow up with the number one, the tampon. Gotcha, gotcha. okay. You have so to basically, no matter what test you take when you get to Italy, you got you have to take one of these tests, but you're still going to quarantine for two weeks no matter what. All right, folks, we're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsors with my favorite part of the show, food and beverages. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. And we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides having fun and tasting batches and i'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same cheers 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com. Dr. Sanjay Gupta brings you health tips for a better life, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m., right here on KKNW. And we are back here with West Coast Italian Radio. Um, we have now my favorite segment of the whole show, Marty, which is the food and beverage segment. Uh, and this one we're going to, last week we did one of our uh, special, uh, you know, Festa Italiana Aperitivos. Uh, we did two this year. So here's the second one that we're going to bring nice. you uh, on, a, on a whole very beautiful recording that we did with it. Uh, features myself and Mr. Scott Fitzpatrick. Let's roll it, Eric. Hey folks, this is Tony LaStella from the West Coast Italian Radio, here with my good friend Scott Fitzpatrick, and we're going to tell you about how to make some great Festa Italiano aperitivo, some good cocktails that you can have while you're enjoying Festa online, while you're watching the video and playing bingo with us and all kinds of things. Today we're going to use these cocktails made with Tito's 
handmade vodka from Austin, Texas. I mean, this stuff is fantastic. It's made with corn. It's copper pot distilled. It has zero carbs, zero sugar, perfect stuff for your martinis, for your cocktails, for all your aperitifos you want to do. And Scott, what are we going to put with this today? Our first cocktail is called the Limonada Martini. Limonada Martini, that sounds like a good one. Oh, it's great. What we need is we need your Tito's, we need Limoncello, we use Vincenzi Limoncello di Torino, and then we also need some San Pellegrino water and ice cubes. Sounds good. To make the Limonada Martini, we start with a cocktail shaker with ice in it. We put a shot each of the Tito's, and the Limoncello di Torino into the cocktail shaker. Why are we using the Limoncello di Torino? Why do you like that Limoncello? I'm just curious. It's the best there is. It's a gold medal winner. It's made by a family-run distillery, the Vincenzi family, third generation. They won the Italian Distillery of the Year at the New York Wine and Spirits Award last year. And it's just wonderful stuff. Let's make sure we shake that up really good here. We give it a really, really, really good shake. Pour it in the cocktail glass. It fits good with a Tito's vodka because Tito's has a very unique flavor. And so I can see why that would go good with the, Vin the Vincenza Limoncello because they're both very, you know, unique, uh, unique liqueurs. And then we top it with just a splash of the San Pellegrino water or any other sparkling water. And then and the, there's your martini. Well, then we garnish it, right? Correct. With a twist of lemon. Now that looks great. Okay, so let's make, make one for me too and we'll have a toast. Roll okay. Alright, Scott. Uh, salute the Festa Italiana. Let's see how this is. Oh, Man, like it. You'll love that it. That is good. That I mean, it is. Those two flavors go together so well because you got you know that wonderful limoncello from Vincenza, and then you got Tito's. It has this unique flavor, and it just is fantastic. I mean, it's refreshing. It has a little bit of a sweetness to it. Like it would be the perfect aperitivo. What do you think? Absolutely. And it's authentic Italian, 100%. All the way through, because then the, the San Pellegrino gives that little bit of a sparkling flavor there. And remember, folks, now we followed all the CDC guidelines when we made this video, of course. We washed everything, everything is clean. And, you know, when you're at home, make sure you follow all those guidelines, too. Um, and we appreciate so much both, both Tito's uh, and Vincenzo for being a part of this video. You know, Tito's... They sponsor over 7,000 nonprofits across the country, 350 in this state alone, you know? So that's they're involved. A, yeah, they they're really involved. are. So let's have a big salute to Tito's Vodka, Vincenza Limoncello, make, giving us the, and Pellegrinos, let's not forget Same. Pellegrinos, for giving us the Limonata Martini. A salute! And we are back with West Coast Italian Radio here in Nino. That sounds so good. I'm actually drinking one of those right now here while I'm doing the show. Uh, and, you know, Tito's is just such a great sponsor of our food and our beverage segment. We appreciate 
they're sponsoring the segment every week so obviously we wanted to feature them since we did a special a couple of special of a couple of special aperitivos for festa this year so now you know uh, Mar- uh, marty every week uh march and i we kind of switch off since she's in italy i asked her this week that she would come up with uh with something special you know for our artist of the week uh you know something that they're doing something that's kind of Hot in 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 Italy right now. Oh, that's great. We because we don't get enough exposure to, the, to what's contemporary in Italy. In exactly. So let's that's see if we get Marcia back on the line here. All right, Marcia. I'm so glad you're still with us here uh, from Italy. So I know you picked out for us this week a very mm-hmm. special artist of the week. So tell us about this. All right, the two artists. Okay, the first one is one group. They call the Boom Bash. If I said right, okay, the boomed bash. Boomed so mean, bash, okay. Esplodi il colpo. That's what it means. And this was and wait, a group. Slow down. It means what? <laughs> Esplodi il colpo. That's all what it's Exploding and what? Il colpo. Il colpo. The, the beat. No, there's a colpo. Oh, the... Exploding the beat. Exploding the beat. Exploding the music. Exploding <laughs> the rhythm. Something like, yeah, I yeah, think okay. it means that. Gotcha. That's what okay. they tried to say, exactly. Okay, so, so Boom Dash, okay. And where are they from? So they, they're from Puglia, believe it or not. And uh, they came out in 2002, and they did a lot of music. They do hip-hop, rap, you know, they do everything, all mix. But from what I read here is they specialize in music that you can drink to. It says toasting right. hip-hop. Okay, breezy <laughs> hip-hop. I know what breezy means. means drinking. All right, and who are they doing so this one, with? Listen, listen, the one group is the guy is a DJ, believe it okay. or not. So that's All how right. they started to make this type of music fun to dance in the summertime. So they sing with other famous people. And they went to the mini tour in Florida, New York in 2012. So yeah. they really know, a lot of people know that this group. Anyway, and they decide to sing this with, um, what's the name? An, um, Alessandra Amorosi. Alessandra Amoroso. Alessandra Amoroso. 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 And she's, she comes from Puglia too. And she's really a beautiful voice, by the way. And they decide to make together, um, she just came out in 2008, by the way. She's really young and she comes from a famous show here in Italy, uh, even okay, gotcha. called Amici di Maria. It's a famous Italian show that we all watch that. So, what is the and, name of the song uh, anyway, that we're going to hear today? They're going to sing together the karaoke. Karaoke is the name of the song. Huh? Mm-hmm. Karaoke. Yes. And this is one of the top hit songs in Italy this summer, right? It's the last song of the summer. That's what The last call it. hit song of the summer. All right, Eric, hit it. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with West Coast Italian Radio. You know, now uh, is the time we've been waiting for. You know, really, Marty, I've been wanting to have you back on the program for a while. I know that it's been kind of hectic with everything going on this year, and I'm glad that we could do this, you know, close to the Festa Italiana weekend that we just had, the virtual Festa. Of course, um, as we discussed this year, uh, your duties were rather light uh, in comparison to normal years uh, there. But typically, you're the hardest working guy I know at Festa, with maybe the exception of Dennis Calderola, because you are, for years and years, you've put together this celebrity chef stage. And I mean, how many years have you been doing it? Oh, easily. Uh, I think I'm somewhere around 15 now. Because um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing the grape stop about that long, and I know that you were doing it before I was doing the grape yeah, stop. You know? Yeah. 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 No. It. it I. Um, Dennis reached out to me and and asked me to help one year, and the next thing you know, he said, "Hey, you know, maybe you you could run the run the chef stage." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, sounds fun." And I ended up co-hosting it with uh, Katerina Orsi. And uh, she eventually had a health challenge and had to, to back out. But um, um, so I started, uh, you know, as 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 two of us man- managing that stage. And, um, uh, you know, I I spent a little bit more time focused on the labor and the logistics. And she focused on the booking of the chefs and the recipes and, and uh, coordinating the, the ingredients and such. Um, and then I ended up taking all of that on. The, one of the biggest challenges has been the, the loss of labor. You know, we, we used yeah, to have good yeah. relationships with a couple different culinary schools. And either the culinary school is folded or the program has its finals the same weekend as Festa. Right. So we, we've, uh, we went from an all-volunteer crew where we had too many volunteers to uh, uh, having to pay staff uh, over and above the volunteers we get uh, just, just to make it through the day. Oh, I understand. You have a couple of great people there. I know oh, I got, the, every year, you know, yes, there's and, some hard, there's some hardcore yeah. guys that, that, and, and, and ladies that have come back year after year. Uh, in fact, sometimes the funnest moment, and, and, and it sounds a little bit uh, uh, ironic, but sometimes the funnest moment is after the last show on Saturday, 
and we get a chance to have a glass of wine and talk about everything that went on. And it's same true on Sunday uh, that went on throughout the weekend, the different things, the challenges we had to rise to meet and, and you know, whether or not uh, we, everything was, was right or kosher, or, you know, how much we had to scramble to, to fix something. One of the guys, uh, Toby uh, Robinson, has been with me for quite a while. He was remember, he, in he, fact, Toby's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he was a culinary student and just happened to volunteer at Festa and and. Um, and and kind of went on from there and he now has his own catering company but um he comes back every year and one of the beauty the beauties of having toby on the team is I, i'll get a chef cancel with about 15 minutes notice and i'll just turn to toby i go hey you're on yeah what do we got yeah. left from the last demos and he'll go uh, i'll make a panzanella and he just makes a makes a you know a, a you know cook up sausage and and you know a few other sponsor ingredients and make a bread salad and uh, He's I remember that last yeah. year. I remember yep. he wasn't on the schedule, but someone didn't show up or there was some problem. That's exactly and right. Next yeah, thing no, we, I look around, there's Toby up, and he's a pretty good showman, too. I guess he, yeah. he pulls it off pretty damn well, doesn't he? You know, he, he, he's, he, <laughs> does, he does open mic nights for uh, doing stand-up. I, I, got, I caught his show in Renton one time. He, 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 it's funny. Uh, he, he, he's a funny guy, uh, and... Um, you know, so he's willing to talk to the audience and he has this passion for food. So he's got, he's got, you know, that gives him the subject matter to talk about. Um, he's not, he's not ethnically Italian uh, by, you know, by, by heritage, so to speak, but he loves to talk about the meals his grandmother used to make him, which totally ties into to a lot of the heritage that we have in terms of, uh, you know, the, an Italian grandmother. But um, yeah, he has saved our bacon uh, on multiple occasions. Uh, I think one year, the year we had the big rain out, yeah Toby, yeah, Toby did three shows that year. He did two oh, shows man. one day and one show the next day, just because uh, chefs are like, "Yeah, I'm not coming. It, uh, this weather's horrible. I'm not. I'm not coming." And um, uh, so he, you know, and the thing of it was, he ended up cooking stuff based on their recipe because because that was the ingredients we'd already pre-purchased. Yeah, yeah. So he he didn't do their recipes right because you know they weren't there, but right. but uh, he had to work from the the ingredients that we had on hand. And so uh, yeah, I I I, I got to tip my hat to Toby. What a talented guy! Yeah, yeah I mean, he stepped that's in. That's kind of a little bit of of what I've noticed on that stage. There is that it is you could have somebody who is who is a great chef, but they may not necessarily be a celebrity chef in that. Yeah. There's a certain amount of personality, a certain amount of showmanship that yeah. really goes into that, you know? Oh, absolutely. There's, um, so you might remember, uh, we used to, one of our uh, uh, sponsored restaurants or, or participant restaurants was El Fernayo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, their executive chef, Franz uh, Junga, um, was always great. And, you know, but he was used to giving lessons in the restaurant. Yeah. So he was able to take that, hey, I'm a teacher and bring it up to the stage, which was great. Other folks who were normal, were, you know, like a lot of chef owners who were in them, their, their deal is they're in the, in the restaurant daily and they're cooking, but they're not talking to people while they're cooking. So yeah, they, they, yeah. they're not used to making a show out of and explaining each and every move and, and giving a, a, a reason for like why you add salt at this time in the dish or why you would, you know, why you cut the garlic this way or why, you, you know, when, when to add the garlic, all the, you know, all these different little things that, and, and the funny thing is different chefs have a different philosophy about the exact same thing, you know. You got, you know, you, you, you pull the garlic out after you cook it just to get the oil with the essence of garlic or no, you don't, you leave the garlic in, but you don't burn it, you know, and it, and it's funny, um, different people have, have different philosophies about, um, uh, you know, the, the name of a dish or, the, or, or, uh, you know, uh, 
in some cases it might be, you know, somebody might consider it an ethnic slur and other people might go, no, that's, I grew up my grandmother calling it that, you know. <laughs> exactly. You so. know, it's interesting. It's kind of like, like I think of uh, in my own experience with guitar players, uh, we've had in some of the groups I've been some amazing guitar players, some amazing guys, and there would be great studio musicians. They would play the music just absolutely perfect in the studio but you get them on stage and they kind of stand there and then i've had other guitar players that are literally half as good as these guys in terms of their musicianship but they get on stage they're jumping around they're selling it and the audience thinks these these other guys are the better players oh yeah oh, oh yeah well you know it's funny so and 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 i mean this, this i mean this with all love and sincerity you know when i was younger and, and i actually had an aspiration to be a chef and, and be like a chef owner uh, I used to watch cooking shows, but I watched them to learn. I wanted to learn, you know, what does this guy think the right way to do this is? And, and what does this person think the right way to do that is, you know, so I used to watch the great chefs in New Orleans and all these other programs. And, 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 um, but I wanted, I was looking, I was trying to soak up information and, um, you know, I, I used to fight, uh, Dennis about, uh, how many times we booked Nick Stellino, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but, <laughs> Because I don't learn any new techniques when Nick's on stage, but you know what? Nick brings a show. He he oh, sure. he, yeah. he entrances the audience, and 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 they have a great time. And and you know the samples are always good because he, he he does design a, a good. Uh, I almost want to say it's a menu because he'll usually do like two or three dishes in his half hour, and then we'll do and we'll sample all of them. Um, you know, so it so I, I was like, man, I'm not Dennis. I don't learn anything. I don't want to book that show. And he's like. You, you, you got to look beyond that. And, and, you know, sure enough, uh, you know, Nick brings it in terms of putting a show on for his audience and of which I now happily consider myself one, but um, you know, Dennis, and I used to go back and forth cause I was trying to be this purist about, Oh, it's gotta be learning. And, you know, we really have to bring the audience new, new yeah, knowledge. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a minute, this is also a show. And, and it's entertainment. And, and, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, not to put you on the spot. I know we've yeah. had so many great, great, celebrity chefs over the years but you know give who are maybe a couple of the ones that really stand out to you in terms of you know the whole thing that they were just sensational when they did their show there oh you know some of the people that we've enjoyed the most um uh you know in terms of the celebrities um um you know and um so ironic i'm gonna use the name again but nick stellino um was always a professional uh and and in that he would give us the ingredients he needed and if we had anything that was a sponsor ingredient that we could substitute you know i would double check with him making sure it wasn't going to blow it and and he was always good about about trying to make the dishes work with our sponsor ingredients and then he would show up early and do a mise en place with us right and i i used to have another guy on my crew uh, jeremy who's since uh uh, taking over a hotel in South Carolina, but uh, Jeremy had done a number of Nick's shows because Nick used to film his show here at, at KCTS Nine Studios, and so Jeremy had done his production. So I could put those two together. They'd have their talk, and next thing you know, we're synced and we're good to go. <laughs> and and then Nick shows up, and you know he he you know as long as he knows that that we got his ingredients ready for him, uh, he could go out there and 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 he could have sold anything to anybody, um, you know, because because you know we we. Once he knew that we had the foundation laid for him, the mise en place, if you will, you know, then he could do he could do a shtick and 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 pull it off. And and because we did, uh, I, I call it the magic of television. You know, what go, what gets cooked on stage doesn't have to be handed out to the audience because right, we've already right. we've already <laughs> prepared that down below. He didn't have to finish anything on stage, right? He could just talk about it and show enough of it of the steps to make people understand what he was doing and, and what 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 the the gist of the product was. 
um, you know, so, so in that sense, um, you know, from the pleasure of working with a professional, he was great. Oh, absolutely. There, now, now, now I got to ask yeah. you this. Uh, we only have a couple minutes, but there must have been, I know that there's been for, for us, certainly, yeah. uh, there must have been a couple of humorous things over. I mean, you can't do some of these for 15 years, not oh, have yeah. a couple of things that are you know, funny that happen. Yeah. You know, so we had a, um, uh, uh, um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The, um, she was Mario Batali's uh, backup chef on Iron Chef. And in okay. fact, um, God, I'm forgetting her name. Um, I can picture her. Anne Burrell. Is that right? In any case, um, she came out one time and she made she made it abundantly clear to me that she did that she, when she wanted a chef's knife, she wanted nothing bigger than an eight inch chef's knife. And um, we, 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 got, we did the mise en place, got her stage ready for her. And um, uh, uh, somehow uh, whatever knives were up there wasn't, wasn't what she wanted. And so I, I, you know, she calls down for a chef's knife and I turned to one of the volunteers. and was like, hey, you go give her your chef's knife. And of course it was this young kid who just bought, bought a full kit. He had a, he, I swear to God, he had a 12 inch chef's knife. And he brings it up and she's like, oh my God, every time I get asked for a chef's knife, a guy always brings me a knife that's that's you know the, as big as as big as a house you know and starts talking about how it's you know uh and and then you know and then of course a a woman uh volunteer you know uh, from the culinary school brought up her eight inch chef's knife and Anne's like see this is way more realistic you know and and you know um i get yeah. you get the connection obviously oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. It's a, a bit phallic um you know the one of the other phone chefs was uh christina perello uh, you know, she, she cooks primarily vegetarian, uh, which was always a bit of a challenge with a, uh, a sausage sponsor, uh, being one of our main sponsors, but she, right. uh, she wasn't afraid to be a little, um, let's put it this way. Her dialogue is very colorful and, uh, <laughs> not suitable for radio or the workplace, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it gave a, an authentic authenticity to her dialogue. And, uh, because she had her own uh, PBS show, she would keep the crowd engaged. Uh, it, uh, she was, she and her husband were both fun to work with. And then, uh, uh, so some of it was, was the language cause she'd kind of stop and turn. I'm like, it, we're live. It, whatever you said's out there now, go for it. You know, keep, keep moving. Um, well, so yeah. many memories, I tell you, you know, I just speak for uh, not only myself, but I think for the entire Italian community, how much we appreciate that celebrity chef stage. And, you know, the, the fest every year, it's one of the, highlights of Fest Italiana here in Seattle and how much people appreciate what you do, what you've been doing for years and years to make that happen, Marty. And we just love having you on the show with us and, you know, uh, look forward to having you back again soon, you know? Thank you. Thank you very much. I, and I look forward to getting, getting the stage back together. You know, it, it there's, um, you know, I, I'm sure you go through this too. Right before the show starts, it's like, am I really doing this again this year? And you go yeah. through all the prep and the effort and the, and the demand on your time. And then you turn around and you do it and, and people are enjoying it and, and satisfied by it. And, and, and that's what creates this sort of love for the event um, and, and, you know, uh, producing the event, giving it back to the community. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, Monday, I'm back to like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> the, the Monday Festa loadout is always like, I'm not doing this again. And then, you know, 360 days pass and you go, well, I'm, I'm back again. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're yeah. going to take a quick break, break here to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with some more West Coast Italian radio. Don't go away.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast is Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time we do our Italian phrases. Hey, Marcia, you still there? I'm here. I'm here. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we're all looking forward to hearing mm. your Italian phrases, of course. Uh, what do you got for us this week from Italy? Again, we were talking about COVID. I say, you know what? Let's find something funny. I know it's not funny about COVID, but you know what? Italian people, that this humor is beautiful. We so you're basically what you're saying is you want, we, yes. we, we all know that COVID is serious, but you know, we want to try to at least right. light it up. Got to sometimes laugh uh, just to get yourself feeling better. So here are some funny sentences you came up with, funny Italian phrases about COVID. All right, what's your first one? Okay. Let's go. Siete proprio convinti che rinchiudere in casa marito e moglie per 15 giorni sia la soluzione per avere meno morti? All right, do that for us again in a little bit slower. <laughs> Siete proprio convinti che rinchiudere in casa marito e moglie per 15 giorni sia la soluzione per avere meno morti? Question mark. Meno morti. All right, so basically what you're saying is are you convinced that locking up a husband and wife in the house for 15 days is a solution to having fewer deaths. <laughs> That's a good one. Especially <laughs> a, an Italian couple. I know how they fight. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, right. boy. You have no idea. Let's so, do another one. The next okay? is this one. Chi l'avrebbe mai detto che un giorno avremmo salvato il mondo restando a casa in pigiama? Do one more time. Chi le avrebbe mai detto che un giorno avremmo salvato il mondo restando a casa in pigiama? Which translated means, who would have thought that one day we would save the world by staying at home in our pajamas? Yeah. Of course, you know, That's the Italians right. might come up with that because, you know, the Italians always, you know, <laughs> want to, you know, stay home, make love, you know, they could save the world. What the hell, you know? <laughs> of course, that's when they're not fighting and I killing know. each other, right? No, 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 exactly, after that. Or right, let's this go to the next one. one. Who stays single? So we have this one. All right. alle ragazze. Quest'estate ricordatevi che gli uomini con la pancia sono quelli seri che hanno rispettato la quarantena. Okay, one more time slowly. Bello ragazze. Quest'estate ricordatevi che gli uomini con la pancia sono quelli seri che hanno rispettato la quarantena. Which basically says, I would like to remind all the girls this summer, remember, 
that men with bellies are the serious ones who have respected the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like they're all, all the time, of course. Especially <laughs> Italy. They're eating pasta with their mom all the time. Yeah, right? that's what's happening um, to me okay. right now. <laughs> all right, so if you're looking for, so ladies, if you're looking for a date, go with a fat one, okay? <laughs> exactly. That, a, this is a country that I was meant to go to. <laughs> All right, let's do the last one. Sono anni che mi dicono circondati di persone positive. Ah, ditelo adesso. All right, one more time. Sono anni che mi dicono circondati di persone positive. Ah, ditelo adesso. Which basically translates, you have been telling me for years, surround yourself with positive people. What about now? Now. <laughs> You don't want positive people now. You want negative people. At least negative on the test, right? So, well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Marcia, for sharing that with us. And, uh, you know, we uh, we miss you. We love you. And we hope oh. that you and your family are doing well in Italy. And uh, we'll be back in touch with you next week uh, for some more stuff for our next show. I will be here. I can't wait. I say hi to Eric. You and Marigrelli, you have there? Martin Negrelli here, absolutely. Oh, Martin Negrelli. Oh, I understand something else. <laughs> Martin. Ciao, Martin. All and right, Marzia. Bye to everybody. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun having uh, Marzia with us here. And uh, we look forward to seeing her again next, uh, hearing her again next week. Uh, and of course, folks, don't forget, Marzia and I have a new podcast that we're in the process right now of shooting it's going to be actually a tv show that's going to be a, a podcast on the internet uh for 18 years of age and over called radio italiano lucerosa which basically uh is italian radio after hours where we're going to have some very unique topics uh and talk about them very frankly uh, stuff that the fcc essentially won't let us do but um it'll be a lot of fun uh, make sure you check on our website for that at wcir.biz. That'll be coming out very, very soon. Like I said, right in the middle right now of uh, of shooting all these episodes. Marty, it's always great having you on the show. Thank you. Right on. So, Happy to be here. You know, let's hope that, uh, you know, we get past this COVID thing and uh, oh, we gotta start getting back to normal life in 2021 because... You know, as, as, as much as uh, I know we, we pulled off this original festa, I really missed the real deal, I got to tell you, you know? I hear you. Yeah, no, it, I mean, we think about it. We we normally put, uh, you know, between, what, twenty and 30,000 people together over the course of that weekend. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, this year we just did whatever we did online. It, it's it's a very different social interaction. I mean, I know it's it's beautiful that we had technology to lean on, but uh, it's it, it is a completely different experience. So. Well, I know that uh, we uh, we did a lot to try to get uh, a lot of the videos of your past uh, celebrity chefs and folks. I just want to mention this. If you go to festaseattle.com, um, you can watch the entire virtual Festa Italiano all year long there. We started it, of course, last weekend, uh, actually two weekends ago with Festa. Uh, yeah. Or was it last weekend? I'm getting confused here. I guess, I guess it was last weekend now. Um but the short yeah, last week in September. You're right. That's right. Uh, the the short long of it is we have great videos there that be playing all. We have all these great celebrity chefs. Everybody from Frank Serenio to uh, Rosella yeah. Rago, uh, and to many of the local wonderful chefs here. And go check it all out. Check out the Grape Stomp there, and just we had a great two hour long concert that all the festival musicians got together. We recorded it this summer at the Seattle Opera House. And, uh, you know, um, 
We the Elisa will hold us over until Festa 2021. Hopefully, we'll be back in the flesh there at Seattle Center. And, and uh, I'll be helping you. I'll try to find some help you get some celebrity chefs like I yeah. do. Yeah, your way, you know. So. Well, you know, if we get uh, was it Rick back from Montalcino and yeah. um, and then uh, Brad is in Sarah. You know, he's always Brad and Sarah, and then uh, who? who um, we got John Paulo down. John Paulo, yeah, from came up from Brazil. Olympia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, right. or well, well, Tacoma, folks, kind of right. We're no, it's Olympia, isn't it? Huh? He's in Olympia, right? He's in Olympia. That's a long, a long second, drive for him. He has a second restaurant also in Tacoma. Uh, we're very, very thankful to have all of our listeners uh, here for our show, both those who listen to us live and those on the Internet. God bless you all. We'll be back next week with a brand new show for you for Columbus Day. All right. A salute. Ciao.